Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vibrarian Radio Show. I'm your host, Joelle, and I am the Vibrarian. I am here to try to elevate, empower, and enlighten you with information that I hope you will find positive and that will expand your horizons. Every Thursday evening, we are here on Blog Talk Radio on the Vibrary Radio Network, and we get to have a discussion where we explore, we're on kind of a quest, we get to explore the unknown, the topics that are in the far reaches of people's mind. Some of it is a little bit out of there, and some of it is a little hit closer to home, but there's no stone left unturned. I would like to invite you to call in this evening. Our show line is 646-668-8988. And if you want to join the conversation at any time, if you press the one button on your phone, it gives me an indicator, and I will try to work you in as, for your question as soon as possible. We also have a community on Facebook. Um, if you would like to join the Good Vibe Tribe, you can connect with my Facebook page at The Vibrarian, and that is V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And I have a community that I am building of people who are positive and empowering, who share lots of awesome posts and information, and you can keep up to date with all of the activities that are happening here locally in the Atlanta area as well as in cyberspace for classes and events that will be happening. And you can also connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at The Vibrarian. You can search for me, and I'm always posting pictures of positive things I capture out in the wild in real time. So I would definitely invite you to connect. And if you ever have something you want to share, just tag me, and I will definitely circulate it out to the rest of the community. So I believe that knowledge is power. And so that is the purpose of my show on Thursday nights is to pick a topic and then bring on people who have experience in it or have uh, expertise particularly and sometimes just have had it happen to them in real life. They don't know any more about it than I do, but they're willing to come on the air and we can talk about it and try to figure it out together. So a couple weeks ago, the topic of my show was astral travel and lucid dreaming. And to be honest with you, the hour went by so quickly and we got so much conversation in about astral travel that I didn't get a chance to really get to lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis. So rather than miss out on the rest of the knowledge that could come forward, I decided to schedule a second episode. And so I have invited back this evening the guests from that night. So let me first introduce you to Paula Gore. Paula is the singing shaman. She's based here in the Atlanta area. She is a sound healer and amazing psychic. Um, and Paula, I would like to just welcome you back this evening. How are you? Thank you, Joelle. I appreciate you um, asking me to come back again tonight. I look forward to um, hanging out with you and Marcus tonight. Awesome. Yes. Our other guest this evening is Clairvoyant Marcus Howe, who is also here in the Atlanta area, but about to embark on, I believe, another, his second national book tour to promote his book, uh, Clairvoyant, My my definition, my story. Unless you've got a new book out, Marcus, is this a tour for the new book? Actually, it is. Surprise, oh. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. What's the title of this one? Well, it's not etched in stone yet, but I know intuition is a big part of the title, so um, that's why I'm calling it the Intuition Tour. Okay. So I've seen promotions yeah. about it. Yeah, it's a continuation of the first book, but this time I'm getting a lot deeper. Well, that's not very hard for you to do. Let me tell you all, if you missed <laughs> last week's episode, you have definitely got to go back. You can always catch our rebroadcast on the Blog Talk Radio Network from our main page. But we're also now available. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. 
so that you can listen on your morning drive. And you can also go to the YouTube channel and listen to the episodes at any time. You just need to search for The Vibrary, V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y, on YouTube. Better yet, you could just like and subscribe to my channel. That way YouTube will let me claim my uh, my personal URL for the channel. Right now it's too long for me to try to spell it out for you, but if you search, you'll certainly find it. And I just uploaded last uh, the last episode that we did about lucid dreaming, and let me tell you, you guys really blew me away. I mean, that was a wild, wild ride from the beginning question to the last minute of the show. So thank you so much for being willing to share last week. Thank you. Oh, no. It was thank you a for trip. giving us the opportunity. It, it was yes. quite the uh, experience. <laughs> I think if when people go back and listen to it, they, they'll see it, it was it was it was crazy. <laughs> well, we also, I also have a surprise because they do not know that after that episode ended, I brought Marcus and Paula back on to the show line for about another thirty minutes because there were some things happening in their physical reality that were kind of corresponding with the topics that we were talking about. And I wanted to continue that conversation. And so you guys uh, gave me permission to record that, and I will be sharing it with our listening audience because it was almost like you all were giving readings to each other, and there was a lot of uh, paranormal and and, um, discarnate energy that came forth. And I don't want to give away the spoilers, but we will definitely have that follow-up on the YouTube channel uh, in order for people to catch up on the last portion that happened off air. So to catch everyone up, we're dealing with the realm of of astral um, and where you enter in the non-physical in an actual uh, purposeful or accidental way. And that was kind of our our focus the last session. We were talking about uh, each of them shared experiences of what they had when they ventured into the astral plane and shared tips and tidbits about working in that energy. And we really didn't get a chance to go into lucid dreaming, which is somewhat different from that. Um, was a lot different from that. And then also we didn't get a chance to talk about sleep paralysis. And I'll tell you what, I got a lot of feedback from people who said, oh, my gosh, please talk about sleep paralysis. I had that happen, and it was very unpleasant. So we're going to cover both of those topics this evening. So first of all, let me ask each of you, Paula, first, have you had experience uh, lucid dreaming on purpose? On purpose, uh, no. Um, my, um, I have had like visiting dreams um, with guides and totems, uh, where they would come in and uh, bring me information, but I did not solicit that. Um, uh, that was spirit directed. So, um, uh, I, I would say for me. Um, I don't have that level. This is not the realm where I feel that I am gifted in terms of being able to control that part of my life. Um, but when I do have the visiting dreams, which are somewhat different, um, uh, I, um, I, I actually, it's another realm that's happening um, in that moment um, beyond the dream state. Um, and I want to share some of these experiences. Uh, I have, um, when I have, uh, when Spirit is trying to guide me uh, to let me know that change is coming uh, in my life and I need to get ready for it, um, my snake totem will bite me in my sleep and it will bite me on a part of my body that resonates with uh, what type of change that I can anticipate. Also, the snake will be um, a certain size and color. So depending on the change, the bigger the change, the bigger the snake. Um, And uh, colors, um, the snake can be different colors, such as green and blue, Um, not necessarily like what we see on the earth plane. Um, And I literally would would have awakened because I can feel the snake bite 
uh, biting my skin from the spirit world, and um, <laughs> I scream because it hurts, <laughs> and I wake myself up. Um, and then usually um, I'll see uh, the change of whatever that specific aspect in my life is right away, usually within the next week or month, um, such as a job change or a move, that kind of thing. Um, and that's always been always very exciting for me because it's like something I can count on <laughs> to happen. Um, <clears throat> those have been more of the highlights in terms of, for me in terms of um, anything paranormal in nighttime. Well, let me tell you, Paula, I am very, very grateful that my guides do not send snakes to bite me in my dreams because if there was, if there was something that I am a fearful of, it is a snake. It would be counterproductive to them getting me to do anything because my terror at being uh, having these snake encounters would be just absolute and I'd be no good to anybody, <laughs> not even myself, and I might hurt somebody when I seem to wake myself up out of the dream. <laughs> Um, when I I have these I what I experience in in any term of what is lucid in these moments I am aware when I have these particular dreams with my animal totems that I am dreaming I have that awareness um but I don't bring it on um it just seems to be the you know nature of how it's at times I find I feel like I'm more of the mystic in my life rather than um, being any kind of director. <clears throat> I'm, I seem to walk into the unknown and and um, ha- uh, just let life happen and then you know respond in a, in a more of a shamanic way in my life. <clears throat> but I well I ha- I have the awareness of the snakes. When they, you know, that that this is a dream, and that and you know what's getting ready to happen, I actually know, and have uh, that awareness in the moment, um, and I actually get very excited. <laughs> I get really excited because I I'm, I'm anticipating what is to come, and it, it's always been a very positive experience. Um, the snakes have brought incredibly very positive experiences for me, so. In that regard, I know, you know, when I'm dreaming, I'm not afraid, even though it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's wild. Wow. It's wild that I can, you know, I experience a real teeth sinking into my skin. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I um, see the skin break when I wake up. It doesn't look like that, but it feels like that it possibly could. It's like that strong. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yes. Now, Marcus, your experience in the lucid uh, dreaming space, I mean, it's interesting because, Paula, you kind of brought up that there is a lucid dream and then there is almost like a spiritual type of dream that is slightly um, – um, it delves into almost directed. like your, yeah, your clairvoyance, clairaudience, and spirit uh, dream, premonition dreams, things like that. Whereas I think part of my experience in the lucid dream has been just realizing that I can actually change what is happening in the plot that is unfolding during the dream that I'm having. Mm-hmm. If I've been yeah. running away from zombies, then I can all of a sudden realize, hey, this is a dream. You don't have to be scared of the zombies. Turn around and and start changing what is happening in the story. Um, what What is your experience then, Marcus? Well, um, I kind of look on the same page with you. If, if I see a snake, it's time to go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't I, 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 you could have, if you could have seen my face when Paula was explaining that, I was like, "What?" And and it, it was just, it was, it was like, it's so, it's so, I enjoy so much learning new things and hearing different stories and stuff like that. Um, with me, because I am clairvoyant and I'm, I'm like ex- extremely clairvoyant. I, I see everything, even in in lucid dreams. I know what's going on. 
And hello? Hey. Okay, I can stop oh, there okay. for a second. You said you see everything in lucid dreams and Yeah. And I experience everything and, and it's almost like I can control it and see the outcome rather I'm half sleep or whether I'm, you know, in in the moment and and kind of like dealing with things as they happen. Uh, I, like I said before, I'm kind of a big kid, and, and I think superhero stuff and X-Men all the time. And so I'm always flying in my dreams, and, and you know, I can get away from things that I'm afraid of. Or if I want to, you know, go see my family, I just fly up in the sky about a mile and then take off in that direction and follow the expressway to get where I got to go. And it, it, it's really detailed. It's almost like watching a movie to me because that's the way my gift works, I guess. Um, it, it's only when I don't sleep as much, and that's something um, I was going to bring up as a question as well. Most gifted people don't sleep like normal people do, and I'm one of those people with uh, a car driving down the street to wake me up, and then I'm up for three hours and can't go back to sleep, and and if I'm up to, to go have a a, a a PP in the middle of the night is like I'm up for two hours and three hours, and, and I hate to wake up because once I do, I know I'm gonna be up for a while. And and because I don't sleep as much as I probably should, I notice that I tend to have a lot of those lucid dreams where I I know I'm laying in the bed, I know I'm not fully asleep, uh, I'm, I'm in control of what's going on, uh, I can feel my spirit guides, you know. Uh, above me, and I can take myself out. And as far as like astral planning goes, you, you can go out outside of yourself and go speak with them and try to communicate and and try to learn more about them and and your gift and stuff like that. You know, it's 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 a it's a big, open, huge book, and and just more so with me, it's it's a like it's like watching a movie because I'm very detailed and and I like to control them and stuff like that. I, it's it's the ones I don't have the ability to control that tend to kind of throw me off sometimes because then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be in control of this. And, you know, how come I'm reacting instead of, you know, uh, creating, you know, the situation, the scenario, and, and changing things and, and, you know, having all this weird stuff go on, you know. But I, mm-hmm. I think it's, if it's not just me, uh, do you guys sleep normally or do you sleep light or get a – hour or two less than normal people do? Um, it, it varies for me, Marcus. Like last night, um, I, I'm awake most of the night, and then I, I get to sleep around, I don't know, around 5 or 6 this morning and then sleep till 11.30. I mean, it, and then some nights I just sleep through the night, and it's just it. there's no rhyme or reason. Um, when I've been working a lot, which I have been this week, then sometimes my sleep starts to get erratic. You know, I've been working mm-hmm. with more clients and stuff. Um, then I, something just seems to start to kick in to some kind of overdrive. I don't, I can't explain it. Some spiritual overdrive, and then my brain's like, whoa! And then I'm just start like just thinking about anything and everything, and I'm as wide awake mm-hmm. and, and I, I, and then I just kind of go with it. You know, I'm just like, well, this is what it's going to be right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. I have a very different experience. So I have sleep apnea, okay, and for years I did not know that. My ex-husband can talk about how terrible it was for me to be snoring and choking in the middle of the night. But ironically, my dreams were not ironically because I guess that's part of the science of sleep study is that my dreams were ultra, ultra vivid. I mean, just full technicolor, full plots, nightmares, dreams, everything. And I, when I got diagnosed and started sleeping with the CPAP and started sleeping soundly, my dream went down. My dream call went way, way down because I actually was having uninterrupted uh, deep, you know, I was reaching deep delta or theta state or whatever, rather than staying in that repetitive, constant, wakeful less restful part of sleep. And so I didn't mind for a long time because I was finally sleeping soundly. But when I started looking at my psychic gifts and abilities, I felt like I was almost a little handicapped. So there are times when I will purposely sleep without my CPAP so that I am 
less rested, but I'm more alert in my dream space. And that helps me if I'm planning on journaling or if I've set a specific intention about something that I want to experience. But, um, you know, I've never thought about it until many years later that that is why I was having such vivid, vivid dreams because I wasn't getting the true kind of sleep that we need to actually be healthy and nourished and our body to reset itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I've seen that's very popular on YouTube are videos with, that have sounds and tones or uh, narrative hypnosis that will lead you through a journey of being lucid while resting. And, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of these videos. And so I spent some time kind of looking through those. And what I found is that sometimes if, it's, if the, hip, the person's hypnosis is not uh, for me, I would not be able to actually detach at the moment when they kind of help you wake they, they'll say wake up in this kind of way probably like two hours into the audio recording so that you start to become alert or they'll set little triggers so that once they start saying those trigger words then your brain will go ahead and wake up and then they will send you back down into deep sleep but with a, a prompt that you will remember everything you when you wake up now getting into online brain tweaking and all that kind of stuff is not for the faint of heart. I always read the reviews of people who are doing it. I look to see how many thumbs up and thumbs down there are because I don't want to necessarily open myself up to suggestion during my sleep state without fully understand what I'm allowing in there. And, of course, I also do my own grounding and protection work before I listen to anything like that. But there, there's a lot of teaching out there about managing the dream state in a lucid way. Have you all ever done any with the external source, not just your own intention and teaching on, on lucid dreaming, any of those binaural beats or anything like that? Um, no, I, have, I, have, I, have, no. I have tried, but I just feel like this this I just feel like this really isn't my best where I'm gifted. I, I feel like from time to time, you know, I, it's nice when I get visitations. I also, like Marcus, from time to time will have the flying dreams where I'm flying when there's trouble and I'm able to just lift myself up and I'm flying. And uh, those dreams, I haven't had them in quite some time, um, but they're absolutely freeing and it's like you just get lost in it you know get lost in the in 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 those experiences but no um i did read a book once um Marilyn Townsend it was um trying to use utilizing your sexual energy your kundalini with the dream state by using your animal totem and i try doing that uh, it's like you put your animal totem like a little picture by the bed and and just visualize that to go to sleep with i tried doing that but it it was to no avail for me um i i just most of the time i really just don't i don't remember what i'm dreaming um at all when i wake up most of the time mhm mm. And I didn't even Marcus? know that there were other things. I didn't even know that there were like the instruments and things that you could do to, you know, tune into that. I, I'm still green to a lot of things, so I hadn't even known about that. So when you mentioned it, I was like, "Wow!" I didn't, you know, I've I've always said, "Sign me up to, you know, give me some tests because of that electric charge energy that flows through me when I do readings and stuff." Um, there's there's a lot there's still a lot out there a lot to learn so I'm I'm still a student <laughs> and you know I share whatever gifts I come across but you know uh, a lot of stuff is still new to me I, I learn stuff every day. 
Me too. That's why I love doing this show. This is the Vibrarian <laughs> Show, and I'm on this evening with Marcus Howell and Paula Gore, and we're talking about the dream time state and the things that can happen in there for us. I do have a caller that has been holding on the line, and I believe that they would like to see if you can help with some dream interpretation. Hello, caller with the area code 347. How are you? Caller 347. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, so you had a question about a dream a dream that you've been having, correct? Yeah, well, it's, it's not necessarily a dream. It, I guess it is. It's when I wake, like I wake up in the middle of the night and I keep seeing, I see a spider coming from the ceiling. It was from its web. And then when I woke up, then when I kept blinking, it ran back up. And then the next couple of days I had a dream, it was a tarantula who did the same thing. It was over my head, and then it went back up its web and went back in a ceiling. And then it was, so then I woke up the other day in the middle of the night. So when I woke up in the middle of the night, and when I seen my, like I looked in the window, I seen the spider in the window. Well, so we've got like, two psychics on the line tonight, so, you know, I don't know if you guys get any imagery about that. I mean, there's a lot to dream. I'd like, like, uh, like to ask her a couple of questions if I can. Sure. Okay, this is Marcus. Uh, do you mind sharing with me your first name? Acacia. Acacia. Okay. I always say that because names is how I tune in to people, uh-huh. and I think that what basically happened is, is um, and I think Paul is going to chime in on this too, um, a lot of times you'll see things before they happen, which is like what some people call precogs. You see things before they, they actually, you know, show itself. And uh-huh. there's probably a, a fear of spiders there. You don't necessarily feel comfortable with spiders. And I'm definitely the captain of that team because I hate spiders. <laughs> so so if, if I had a dream like that, I would definitely freak out. And and but it was it was but also it's not really like, a dream though. It's like you know yeah, when you get up in the middle of the night, experiencing it. Yeah, you're experiencing that and you're remembering it. Yeah, because when I keep blinking, like I'm blinking, 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 then I'm like, where's the spider? And then there's no spider. So I'm like, is that right. a dream or is that not a dream? I guess it is. Yeah, but see, like you're, you're, you're seeing it. Oh. You're seeing it mentally, as opposed to a, a dream. It's almost like a daydream. So you're still seeing uh-huh. it with your mind, you know. And that's probably why you, you're not sure that it's a dream or not, you know. But it, it's still a it's still a precog. When I give readings all the time, um, I'm seeing things in my mind and I'm translating it to the person I'm speaking with, and that's how that's how my gift works. You know, so maybe your gifts are starting to manifest themselves, and that's how you should look at it. Um, I uh, say your name to me again. It's Keisha. Keisha, um, mm-hmm. Keisha. I get that you um, have worked with a spider medicine in other lifetimes. This is not the mm. first time. So this is a, a medicine that is coming to you, and this this is like a matriarchal uh, grandmother medicine, ancient ancient grandmother mm. medicine. So um, this is good energy. This is good medicine. And spider medicine also, it's like a storyteller. So it's, there's a storyteller inside of you. Um, weaving a web, a weaving, weaving a web about your life, and what do you want to weave in this web? What do you want your life to be? In other words, your this animal is coming to you for a reason. You're seeing this for for a reason, and it's very tangible almost for you. So it's it's mm-hmm. not trying to scare you. This is really trying to get your attention and say, hey, remember this? Remember you used to work with grandma, this this ancient grandmother energy. So um, if you can meditate um, mm-hmm. in the daytime with the spider medicine and feel like the warm, fuzzy 
uh, love vibration that is coming from the medicine uh-huh. in your meditation, then you can sort of begin to feel what the message is about. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say that that, that totally makes sense. Um, you know what? I usually, like, say if I see spiders and stuff like that or webs and stuff, because I know spiders can catch, like, bugs and stuff. I usually don't kill them or whatever. I just usually leave them alone. But prior to this, I actually killed a spider, and I felt a little guilt. And But the other day I had a dream, and someone was showing me, like, a, a wisdom book. Like, they had wrote, like, you know how you write, like, a 101 lessons you learned or something, and the person presented it to me, and I said, oh, you know what, I wrote a book just like that, or I have a book just like this. Like, uh-huh. and it was really pretty. It was really pa- really packaged. And then when I woke up, I was like, you know what, maybe I need to write my book. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she, I love that This yeah. medicine, she's prompting you. She's trying to get you to remember, remember who you are. And and then what you're saying to me now is, okay, so you are a wisdom keeper and you have been and Spider yes. medicine is trying to awaken that that ancient grandmother earth wisdom inside of you to share with us. And yes. the web is a symbol for your life. What do you want your life to be? Okay, you know what I I, I Google dream like you know like because I have dreams all the time, like all the time. And one of them said something like that, like you, the web is about creating, you can create the life you want, what kind of web do you want, you know, for your own life. Yes. And then one of them was saying something about there's a dominant woman in your life or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, it's good to decipher dream uh, interpretations. Yes. And I will say one of the things that is wonderful is that we leave ourselves, our higher selves leave us breadcrumbs all over the place. And sometimes it takes one thing that starts to make the puzzle fall in together, but it validates what Paula and Marcus shared with your own research. And, you know, I love how when the light comes on, like, oh. (laughs) Yes, it makes sense. It does make sense. (laughs) Thank you all so much. I thank you for calling. I'm going to put you back on the listener line, and I hope that you'll tune in again. And keep us posted when that book comes out. (laughs) I will. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for your interpretations. I know that you're not necessarily here to be in your psychic capacity, but, I mean, it's really hard to separate that from uh, you guys in conversation, which is a wonderful thing. So I do want to I love it. (laughs) I'm just sitting here giggling and happiness with a grin from ear to ear because this is just so easy and wonderful to have a conversation with friends and friends that I have yet to meet online where we can talk about things that some people don't have a place to talk about. And nobody thinks that you're uh, too outlandish because we're in a community of people who understand that have a curiosity even about what is this stuff in the first place. You know, that curiosity is like that beginning spark of the intuition letting you know, hey, there's a thread to pull here. Go ahead and pull me, <laughs> you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They tell us curiosity killed the cat, but where they say satisfaction brings it back. So I think that that's wonderful when we get to do this. I do want to use the last half of our broadcast this evening to talk about the subject of sleep paralysis. And during this segment, I'm also going to add to our mix uh, Adriana Wallace, who is a local also psychic medium. So I've got Adriana, and you're on the line with Marcus and also Paula. And I would like for each of you to share, uh, let's start with Marcus this time, have you experienced sleep paralysis? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes I have. <laughs> it, it's it's a, cr- a crazy thing to. Uh, sometimes it it makes me wonder, like, should I have drank that glass of wine last night, or you know, was it something I ate? 
you know, and, and people always, you know, got opinions, of course, when it comes to that. Oh, you, you got this going on or you got that going on. I'm like, well, I don't know what it is and where it comes from, and but I've definitely experienced it more than once. I think the majority part that I tend to remember the most is always being in that state of consciousness where I, I know I'm awake, I'm not asleep, yet I can't move anything in my body, yet I'm trying to get up. And, and I go through this process mentally of telling myself, okay, start with your eyes. Let's get your eyes open. Okay, now start with your face. And you move your face. Now move your neck. And, then, and I come out of it slowly. Or, you know, sometimes I might just say, okay, Jesus, you know, help me out here. And then and I start moving on my own. You know, it, it's one of those things where I tend to know it's happening. It doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid of it. Uh, it's not like I feel fearful or something negative is holding me down or, you know, it's, I, I don't think of it that way. I, I tend to put the positive in everything, but I've definitely experienced it. And it, it's it's funny because everyone has different opinions on, I guess, their own experiences, you know, but that's how it is for me. It's It's something I've experienced. It doesn't make me afraid or anything like that. I just have to come out of it. And now I'm trained to the point where it doesn't even last that long. Once I realize what's going on, I'm usually out of it within seconds. Now, Adriana, we spoke briefly after your episode on the Psychic Inside Show Tuesday, and I was sharing with you about this coming Thursday's episode, and you said, oh, my gosh, I I have had some pretty <laughs> intense experiences. Uh, would you care to share? Um, yeah, that's actually it was it was really weird that you had this episode because I thought you had done it last week for some reason and um, I um, I started having sleep paralysis I want to say when I was around like thirteen but it was kind of like off and on and um, I've had experiences where I'd seen what I would call grays but I I honestly I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, and there was, I would wake up and I would, I would hear like, um, like a ringing in my ears. I wouldn't be able to move. Um, I felt like I was dying. Like I was, um, like I couldn't breathe and it's just awful feeling. And I, I remember one time I actually sat up in bed and I looked back down and I saw my body laying there. And I, like, looked at my arms, and they were kind of, like, you know, glowy, see-through, and I was freaking out. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it just, like, an intense fear because I didn't know what was going on. And um, I had this foreboding sense, this feeling that something bad was going to happen um, if I got up out of bed. And it was almost like, you know, I can I can get up and walk around, but I may not be able to go back into my body kind of feeling. And as soon Mm. as I I said, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to die. I don't want to leave my body. There was just a whooshing feeling. And I fell like right back into my body and I woke up immediately. And I would say that was probably my most intense experience of sleep paralysis. Um, That's, my other experiences, <laughs> yeah, my other experiences, they're, you know, they happen actually quite often now. Um, and I want to say since I started doing my psychic work, um, it, it amped up. So, and I feel like it's, it's more like a visitation experience. I mean, everyone has their own uh, personal concepts of what sleep paralysis actually is. Um, I do see a lot of ETs in my in my paralysis so um, I I just call them experiences like I'm getting visitations or something and um, usually when that happens I'll just I've trained myself to kind of wake up out of it Um, so I can it's not as it's not as um, as rough as it was when it first began (laughs) if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. it's still Mm -hmm. scary it's still um it still kind of gives me the the chills every time. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
but it's gotten well, better. It started. I thought it sounded very similar to some of Paula's um, things that she shared in the last episode, uh, that which is why I invited you on to speak tonight with the group. So, I mean, Paula, you've had, you know, NDEs um, and sleep paralysis. Uh, and Yes, um, I'm um, similar experience um, when I was, much younger um i had um experienced visitations and uh not being able to move my body and um i had different beings also um visiting me um grays mm-hmm. uh and yeah. those um beings those are actually spacesuits. Um, those are not how they actually look. Also, I was visited by um, beings that had red eyes, and I Ooh. understand those to be the rept- a reptilian race, and they they were uh, malevol- malevolent. They not like the Greys. The Greys um, pretty much known not to be really uh, negative or positive. Um, they seem to have their own agenda but they're not really malevolent. They're um they are into their own experimentation. Um but they're not really out to hurt people. Um they just these races don't have feelings. They don't um but their their mind capacity, their ability to move uh, matter with their mind is far beyond anything that we're able to do. Um, and that's what they're able to do with their their thoughts uh, to keep us still. Um, it, and as a child, for me, it was you know it's absolutely freaky. Um, and I, I have done a lot of body work, received a lot of body work, and released a lot of that trauma out of my body. Um, and I don't, I I haven't. I'm trying to remember when the last time I actually felt sleep paralysis. Maybe in my twenties, um, and I'm 55 now. It's been a long time. I I really uh, I don't go through. Um, I don't even experience any kind of visitations now um, at all. Wow. Um, yeah, my, my life has shifted so much from when I was younger. I'm just a lot more grounded now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was trippy as a child and this isn't something that I uh even as a psychic I don't share much about I think I did have one experience in uh, my childhood where I went beyond the sleep paralysis and I actually was abducted um I do remember um having left um the planet and was in some spaceship for some time and they were doing experiments on me. So um, that was a trip. Uh, I remember the, the lights, um, and I was on a, it felt like a cold table. And I feel like there was something that was going up my nose, up my sinus cavity. It was really weird. Um, and I, I may have sort of spaced out the rest of it um, uh, you know, I have no I concept of time, one, because I was a child, but, you know, time and space are different once you start getting out of your body. Um, I have no idea how long I was, uh, how long I was actually abducted. And I don't know if I had more than one episode of that. I, I do recall one time, but I don't know that it was more than that. Uh, and that, that was, uh, yeah, that was really, um, something that I, I I don't really even talk about much because I don't really have a frame of reference for it. <laughs> it you know, this know that, topic really... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you mentioned um, beings that had red eyes. And yes. Immediately, I had like a, like a flashback of... I've, I've been visited by those beings before and okay. like they touched me on my forehead and I uh-huh. just kind of like knocked out like I don't remember yeah. anything yeah I, I remember seeing them wow this is, <laughs> this is um, I want to go into a further reason. I want to go into a further description about these red eye beings because 
their spacesuit is very different than the grays. They look like kind of like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but like wrinkly. A lot of folds in the um, or the Michelin tire guy. One of those big puffy kind of um, uh, kind of spacesuit, but it's it had lots of folds in it. I just remember seeing like like glowing red glowing eyes. Red, yeah, like, glowing um, red eyes. Like yes. a like a different color skin, but I couldn't make it out because it was dark. I don't know if it was blue or green or something. And then one of them touched me. There was about three, and wow. they were they were larger. And one of them touched me on my forehead, and I blacked out. Wow. And the next thing I remember, I woke up the next morning. Were you a child? Were you a child? No. This is no. recent. Yeah, not well. I want to say like two years ago that happened. Well, that's recent. Wow. Hmm. Well, but, you um, must be um very um. This is a this is something that's of interest to me because, okay, I was I was abducted during the time when I was being abused um as a child, and this is sort of well documented that um. Uh, these types of beings tend to, to prey on um, children who are going through abuse. But um, to me, it becomes another category, you know, with someone like you who's really gifted and you're in your adult. So there are other reasons, um, uh, Adriana, for, for this to be happening for you. Um, uh one thing I'll make a comment on about me in hypnotherapy I have done, I know that I have been um, in other incarnations. I have been these beings. I have been these beings. So I have that karmic history with them. So uh, I am connected to them. Um, And, you know, by this time, in, in our spiritual evolution, we all have incarnated, you know, probably with the beings that we're deal- that we're dealing with. We've had these incarnations, so you may want to to think about that perhaps as as part of the part of the reason for this. Um, and then um, the gifts that you have, um, obviously, they are very interested in you because of the, the your the way that you're psychic, the way that you are able to tune in. So um, it, they also, um, as they may be studying you, um, they may be, um, they may also be helping to enhance uh, your abilities because that also is sort of a gift that comes from these experiences. Our own, it heightens our own psychic awareness by being with them. I have a question? Wow. Yes. Uh, Paula, you mentioned um, being abused when this happened to you. I don't yes. re- recollect or remember anything about abduction or anything like that, but I was abused also as a child, and I've, I've kind of learned that recently. Uh, a lot of people I've met that are gifted either kind of went through something, some type of trauma or something as a child that, that kind of, I guess, buried that seed of the gift inside of them, and it, it kind of came out later on when I got into, like, my, my 20s. But um, I, I wonder if that's, like, something that has a tie-in or, or maybe what you're speaking of. They they look for people who uh, can communicate outside of just verbally. You know, and I did a lot of communication through pictures in my head and stuff as a kid growing up, and I experienced a whole lot of deja vu. And I wonder if that Mm. has to do with it also. Um, We're all a part of a big cog, you know. I mean, we really all are working together. Um, I think um, these alien beings are quite fascinated with those who have awakened. And see, they're they're very psychic, so they know who's awakened and who's not. So they right. want to be tuning in to those that are. Um, and, um, you know, again, they're, they're, these experiences may be traumatizing to us, but it isn't necessarily the objective. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really 
quite fully understand the ramifications of the red-eyed beings um, because mm-hmm. me, like Adriana, it's like, you know, you're just completely sort of knocked out and you just, yeah. you, you, you're, you're really don't have control. So I don't really understand fully, you know, the impact other than um, it, it is heightening our our, our spiritual awareness, our psychic awareness, um, uh, to further awaken and deepen what we're here for. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you know, it, it's it, we may be their lab rat experiments, but then that means that we then are in observation of ourselves as well. Um, I think there's a direct correlation um, as we have chosen to incarnate in these lives with with some of these difficulties uh, because it uh, to come in and decide to be uh, abused and to go through abductions prior to incarnation, um, then we're ready for those challenges, the spiritual challenges, and we're here. Um, to live an awakened life and obviously to help others to awaken. And it puts us in the category instead of the one-upmanship, it puts us in awakened category of um, I also have experienced what you have. So that's sort of the gift. It's like it's helping us to level out as as we come into our, our spiritual gifts and wanting to share, um, but at the same time, maintain our sense of humanity so that we're we're able to completely connect with other people without um elevating ourselves um and i think that's that's where we are um spiritually where we uh in this the nature of the fifth dimensional energy is leveling out that um hierarchy and helping all of us to um to really embrace the human aspects as well as our gifts and keep us sort of on the even level playing field as we come out as leaders. You know, one of the things that I found, I know, right? (laughs) I mean, one of the things that I found when I was researching for the episode and that had kind of triggered my interest a couple years ago was that I read an article in The Atlantic which talks about um, Awake in a Nightmare is the title of it. And it Mm. kind of goes over the ancient, that this is an ancient tale that people have been talking about being paralyzed, coming from sleep, seeing otherworldly energies as part of that experience, being afraid. Um, I mean, down through from Chinese, Korea, I'm looking at India, everyone has a different name for it. But in the late 80s, it was so much of a phenomenon in Japan. They called it uh, Kanashibari. And it was being studied by uh, psychiatrists and doctors. And um, one of the articles has been cited almost 200 times that was talking about the high prevalence of sleep paralysis among young people in Japan. So, you know, when I look at the corollary story about the abduction phenomena that were happening, they seem to have tapered off after maybe the mid to late 90s, but in the 70s and 80s, there was just wave after wave of people coming out with these stories of uh, abduction, of encounters. Um, And I'm just wondering if that if all throughout history we've been being viewed in, through our sleep state, if we've been experiencing those interactions when the veil is thin since man first gained consciousness on this planet. You know, I mean, it's definitely something interesting to consider, but we definitely don't want to have it be a case because people were dying, like, in Japan during these, and and so they were getting kind of, like, scared to death because there was so much kind of uh, popular culture that was coming out about being afraid, protect yourself, you might die in your sleep, you're going to be paralyzed, you know, all of that. Um, And so... To, to be able to not have mass fear but have like a healthy kind of, wow, this feels unpleasant, 
this is definitely something that I cannot explain and something that I would prefer not to experience without my permission kind of thing. But we don't want anyone getting scared to death in the middle of the night, <laughs> you know, should they right. wake up and decide they can't move their limbs or something. Marcus, you mentioned you're able to kind of talk yourself through the fear portion of the yeah. sleep paralysis encounter. Yeah, it's something I learned from um, speaking with, um, you know, different people. And, and, you know, of course, the very religious people always say, you know, call out to Jesus and, you know, you you can get up from it. I'm like, okay. And, and then I, I've talked to people who, you know, um, had different opinions. And I kind of just put together my own technique, which kind of works for me. And it doesn't happen too often, maybe once or twice a year I might experience that. And it, it's funny, too, because a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of times I'll get them from taking naps or, you know, a, a quick little let me shut my eyes for a minute type of thing as opposed to going to sleep for the night is when I usually mm-hmm. end up having that sleep paralysis. It's, it's those quick sleeps or when I'm not trying to go to sleep but I'm just really tired. It's one of those things, and, and that's usually when I get them. But I, I normally, once I realize, okay, I'm trying to wake up, but I can't move, that's when I start talking to myself. I'm like, okay, well, I know my my brain never sleeps, so, you know, I can use this to try to get me out of it, and that's what I do. I start talking to myself. Okay, let's work on your eyes. Let's work on your face. Let's get your neck to move. And then once, you know, your body starts to open up and relax, everything else tends to fall right in line, so... You know, once I can get my face and neck to move, then I can get the rest of my body to move. And usually that's how I come out of it. And like I said, it doesn't happen too often. Maybe a couple, two or three times a year, if that. But well, that's I usually can, where they come from. <laughs> well, I can already see that we've got a new topic for another show, and that will be a future episode about encountering the extraterrestrial. Um, aliens, other uh, entities, in and what that has been like. So I am. We're on the last two minutes or so of this particular show. Oh, this no. hour goes so fast. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at extending our, our Thursday show a little bit because we never get to the bottom of something. We always keep unpacking more and more mysteries. <laughs> But um, if each of you, um, Adriana, would you start by giving your contact information for anyone on the show that wants to reach out to you for a reading or a, a consultation? Yeah, um, you can reach me by email. My email is Adriana Wallace Medium at yahoo.com, and it's A D R I A N N A. W A L L A C E M E D I U M at Yahoo dot com. And then I'll give my okay. phone number six seven eight six seven eight three six eight one four six four and you can contact me that way and leave me a message. Okay. Great. And Paula, how can people reach out for your your session? Um, I'm Paula Gore, um, and my phone number is 404-594-0062. Y'all also can reach me by email, Ariel Littlewolf, A-R-I-E-L-L-I-T-T-L-E-W-O-L-F, at Q.com. That's the letter Q.com. Thank you. And Marcus, for people who want to reach you. I'm the social media junkie. I, I live on Facebook, and <laughs> uh, Clairvoyant Marcus Howell is how you find me on Facebook. And any other social media outlet, uh, just type in Marvell72, M-A-R-V-E-L-L-72, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and mostly Facebook, you know. Um, and if I do give out a phone number, it's my work number, which is 404-537-1818. 
Okay, I'm so appreciative of each of you coming on this evening. We will be back next Thursday. I don't know what the topic will be, but you can always uh, pop on my Facebook page, The Vibrarian, and you will find connections to everybody that I have on the show. You can keep up to date with the Psychic Inside show and see who's going to be the featured uh, guest to share their story every Tuesday and find out what hot topic we will talk about on the next episode of this show. So until that time, I want to wish all of you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold in your life and much positivity to my guests. Thank you so much for spending your time this evening, and I wish everyone to be well. Namaste. Thank Thank you, Tim. Good night. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.